All right, we're live for episode number 52 of the Illini Basketball Podcast as we get set for tomorrow night's game against uh, Nebraska. It's a late night game or later night, 8 o'clock Friday night game. So the second time that they'll be doing one of those uh, in the last couple of weeks because they played that. I guess that was probably la- that was last. No, it was two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, two weeks ago they played Iowa on that Friday night. Uh, so – I don't know. I mean, Nebraska played last night. They're playing four games in seven days, a completely ballsy move by them, although they really have nothing to lose because if they beat somebody, it's like, oh, my God, they won a Big Ten game. And then, then if they lose, it's like, yeah, they're terrible. What do you expect? Right. And I give them a lot of credit because um, I was watching the game last night against Wisconsin. They played, and they said that uh, there's a rule that you can't have something seven days in a row. So they actually had to take the day off before and couldn't practice or anything. So to have all these games and do that, that's that's uh, good for them, you know? Yeah. Uh, so uh, Illinois comes into this game 13-5, and 9-3 and three in the Big Ten. They've won four games in a row. Is it four or is it five? I think it's four. Five. Four or five? five in a row. I don't know. They've won multiple games in a row. So <laughs> – uh, Nebraska's four and eleven overall, and zero and eight in the Big Ten. This game's on Big Ten Network tomorrow night, eight o'clock. Uh, this is going to be, you know, the start of the final stretch for Illinois, and they have what five or six, maybe seven games on the schedule left. Um, so this is where you get going. You start here. They got this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games left. Two of those games against Nebraska, three of them total against the bottom two teams in the Big Ten. So they should be in good shape to finish with a good record and get a good seat as long as they just keep going and keep doing what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. Don't, you know, try to do too much. Don't be the way they were early in the season. You can't do that. Uh, it says on here, Adam Miller had a knee land on his finger and he's back to normal for tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the game, last game, um, I don't know if a lot of people saw it, but he went off the court. Uh, looked like he was in pain. So luckily, uh, Nothing major, and he will be back. Um, shoot, I'm sure he'll shoot. You know, six, seven threes tomorrow. So, and his shot can't get much worse than it already is. So this should be fine. Um, right. And I'm also, right. I completely forgot everything that happened on Saturday. So it's kind of how it is now. I don't know with this weird scheduling. They're not playing a lot of games within like four or five days of each other. Recently, they haven't been. So like mm-hmm. the day after a game, I almost forget everything. After we do the episode, I forget everything that happened. So. Uh, that's good. Uh, Nebraska, like I said, four games in seven days. They lost to Minnesota on Monday. They lost to Wisconsin last night. Uh, they scored 48 points last night. They're just not good. And and yeah. you'll find out why as we talk about them, because if you want to talk about a team that doesn't have any chemistry, this is that team. They had a COVID pause. Every single one of their starters is a transfer. So we'll talk yeah. more about them. But um, if you go into the Haslametrically speaking portion, of this, uh, it's it's not close, and it shouldn't be, <laughs> and and this is what it is. Illinois fifth overall, Nebraska is 136th. Offensive efficiency, Illinois 15, Nebraska 221, and defensive efficiency, Illinois seventh, Nebraska 85th. And you know, I just think that Nebraska's defense being that much better than their offense just tells me that they play harder, and yeah. they know that they're not going to be a better team going into the game than anyone that they play in the big 10. Yeah. And they, they stuck into that game in that game last night. Last night was probably the first time I've seen Nebraska Ugly play at game. all. Um, yeah, it wasn't pretty, but uh, they were only down three at half. Um, and then they just stopped missing or they stopped making shots. Uh, but they started off like something ridiculous from three, like four of six from three. 
or something like that. So. Yeah, Wisconsin as well. Wisconsin has been killing themselves by not making threes. Mm-hmm. Like they missed 20 of 24 threes against Illinois. Yeah. And last night they started out horribly. So not good for them. But who cares? We don't like Wisconsin. All right, strength <laughs> the schedule. Now, Nebraska's strength of schedule has been really hard. So on top of the fact they had COVID issues and they they have a ton of transfers in their roster, they're 21st in strength of schedule. Illinois is ninth. Uh, expected outcome, Illinois 80.31, Nebraska 64.55. So projection, a 16-point win. Uh, I would say they're undoubtedly more talent, more talented this year than they were last year, but they're just a worse team. It's the transfer thing, I think. It, no chemistry. They yeah. have good players. I mean, they have yeah. a couple of guys that were big transfers. Like Trey McGowan's is a guy we talked about for Illinois, and uh, he ended up right. going there. Yeah, and, I, and maybe it's a lot to, you know, the, the COVID thing and, you know, teams not getting together, you know, over the summer. Uh, probably has – it's kind of like the five stars that are playing at Kentucky and Duke and struggling. Um, it's just hard to get any anything going when you have that many transfers coming in. And you look at the top teams in the country right now are veteran teams. I would consider Illinois that, considering there are two best players. One of them is an upperclassman. The other one is a 21-year-old sophomore. So, mm-hmm. um, And Baylor and Gonzaga are the same way, even though Gonzaga, one of their best players is a freshman. But the veteran teams are are doing well. Michigan's that too, I think. You know, Wagner and, and Livers have been there for a while. They have big transfers with Smith and Brown, and then they have uh, Dickinson's a good freshman there. So a lot of these top teams are similar in the way that they're built. And uh, Nebraska is just that they have guys that are – they have four upperclassmen starting, but they're all transfers. They've never played together before. They haven't played together much. So their last win was December 17th against Doan of the <laughs> NAIA. And oh, they beat good them old Doan. Where yeah, is that I, even – I assume in I Nebraska, right? That would be a close game. I would, I'm would. i going to look that up, but I'm not sure. Because <laughs> I saw – I looked at their schedule – and man, that Doan team is terrible in their own league. They lose to like everybody. <laughs> they are, uh, yeah, they have on their page, they were national qualifiers for like eight different years. And the last time they were national, the last time they made the NAIA tournament was 99. So hmm. their program is no good. Uh, they are in Nebraska. Yeah, Crete, Nebraska. Okay. Makes 1014 sense. Boswell Avenue. You can call them at 800-333-6263. Might, might check it out. That's the last time they won a game. So it's been well over a month and coming up on two months if they don't win tomorrow or Sunday. All right. Uh, their wins and losses, though. Like I said, they've lost two, they have a lot of quality losses. I mean, obviously, they're not a team that you're going to look at their resume because nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Um, but they their wins are over McNeese, uh, North Dakota State, South Dakota, and Doan. So Ouch. no win that is anywhere near like – and that's probably all quad four wins, I would say. Yeah. Um, so that's not good. Maybe one of them is quad three. I don't know. But they have pretty good losses. I mean, uh, Nevada is a solid Mountain West team. Georgia Tech's a solid ACC team. Creighton is going to be a tournament team in the Big East. Then Wisconsin, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, Indiana, Michigan State, again, Minnesota, Wisconsin. So they've lost to every good Big Ten team that they've played. Yeah. And then they lost to some good non-conference teams. Two of the three non-conference teams they lost to will probably make it the tournament. Yeah. And they haven't <laughs> been – I mean, some of them have been blowouts, but, uh, you know, they they lost to Nevada by three, you know, Georgia Tech by nine or 11, uh, Indiana by eight. So um, they're not terrible. They're just – you know, they're 
but they're not good. By any yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it's it. Just, it's just a, it's a team you don't want to, you don't want Illinois to do what they do sometimes and not show up in the first half and get in a hole and then have to dig out of it because you can't, you can't overlook teams and in the big 10, regardless of if they haven't won a conference game, regardless of if they have four wins, you, you still have to show up. Yeah. The thing, like I think last year when they played, I think it was actually a fairly, uh, you know, close game in the first half. I mean, it was only a 12 point game, but Illinois was up six at the half and then they gave up 28 points in the second half and won the game by 12. But, you know, that game was weird because I think that was a game where Trent hit that half court three or full court three, basically yeah. is what it was, made it a six-point game instead of a three-point game. So Nebraska hung around with them. Of course, last year's Nebraska team has literally nothing to do with that because right. none of the players on this year's team in the lineup played against Illinois last year. So, um, But, I mean, they all their Big Ten opponents are tournament-likely teams other than Michigan State. So they haven't played Northwestern. They haven't played, you know – like I said, uh, Penn State, they play Sunday. So, yeah, uh, they're projected starting five. Teddy Allen, a 6'6", a junior uh, transfer from West Virginia, averaging 17 points. He's their best player this season, undoubtedly. Uh, Trey McGowan, who we mentioned earlier, is a 6'4", junior transfer from Pitt, averaging 11 points, four boards. Delano Banton, who is a 6'9", 204 sophomore uh, transfer from Western Kentucky, averaging 11 points, six rebounds, four assists. Then you have, uh, don't know how to say this, Lat, Lot, Lot Man, <laughs> a 6'9", 205, junior, eight, uh, eight points, four boards in the season, transfer from TCU and Chipola College. Very exciting. Derek Walker is their uh, last player in the lineup, 6'8", 232, junior, six points, three boards, one assist, transfer from Tennessee. So they have length, but they don't have very much, uh, how do you say, weight. So this is a Kofi game once again, like most are. He outweighs their entire lineup. If you look at the closest guy, it's like a 60-pound difference. So they have length, so I, I'm assuming we're going to have the same lineup. You're going to probably have Io versus Teddy Allen. You'll probably have McGowan's and Trent, I guess, even though that's, it's, you know. I wonder if they're, like, tempted to not start Miller in this game and get, like, someone who could guard a 6'9 guy in there. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I don't know if they'll worry about it that much, but well, you got I mean, Grandison can guard the other one of the six nine guys, and Kofi on the six eight two thirty guy. And you put Io on somebody. Yeah, you'll probably have to put Io. On. I didn't think about that. Even though, I mean, Teddy Allen's their best player. Maybe you just throw Miller on him. It's not that big of a three inch difference, probably. Yeah. In terms of height, and Miller has been a pretty good defender this season overall. I don't know uh, Fraser McGowan's, and then Grandison against. Man and then Ben and Io probably. Yeah, yeah, and, and the only thing that you have to worry about, Teddy Allen, you know, shoots thirty six percent from three, so you got to make sure that you can close out on him. Which Who's Illinois. the best closer outer on Illinois? <laughs> I'm gonna go with none of them, sadly. If you had to pick one, that's the least worst. Who would you say? The least worst, probably Trent, but he's too short, I think, to guard Teddy Allen. Where does Miller rank in terms of closing out? Mm, probably third. Then he could do it. I mean, whatever. Sure. Screw it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically their lineup is full of players who didn't get to get any playing time at the bigger, better power six schools, mm -hmm. West Virginia, you know, Pitt isn't really better than 
most of the Big Ten, they're not very good, uh, but they're better than Nebraska. And then you have TCU, Tennessee. So, yeah, this is a makeshift lineup of a bunch of players. And the Fred Hoiberg era has been horrible there. So I don't know if it's going to get much better. I think they have a five-star coming in next year there. I think I read something about that. How is it that they can get a five-star and Illinois can't? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, actually, I think it's – I wonder if this is – Trey McGowan's brother, Bryce McGowan's shooting guard, mm. five star. He's uh, number twenty one nationally. He's got to be right. I gotta I find this. I mean, I don't. Why I can't we it. have? Why can't I have a five star brother or something like that? <laughs> True. Makes no sense. Yeah, that's definitely his brother. They're both from South Carolina. Yeah, yeah so. Somehow they have a five-star and a four-star. Illinois has one four-star. Their uh, four-star is a great name. I think I said Wilhelm Beldenschlock or something. That's pretty cool. Um, it's a mouthful. Yeah, and uh, in terms of recruiting, I just want to get this out of the way before we get more into Nebraska. Michigan's class next year is so good that I don't know how anyone's going to compete with Michigan next year. Yeah. Was yeah. it two five-stars, three, three, four-stars? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. We're in trouble. Anyway, <laughs> we'll get to Michigan later. There's a lot of stuff going on. I got some things to say about that. Uh, none of their starting five played against Illinois last season. Like I said, Illinois won that game by 12. That was February 24th. So one of their four last games probably before everything shut down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Underwood said that we can't fall into the trap of shooting 35 threes in the road. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he talked about how Nebraska likes to – keep the ball outside and I mean with three guys six eight and taller um you know if they collapse on Kofi it might be tough for him but uh definitely gotta keep pounding into him so I think all he needs to do is just keep the ball high and get fouled or dunk it yep and make your free throws uh he also completely dodged this one (laughs) yeah (laughs) he was asked uh about Frazier and Demonte Williams coming back and all he said was Nebraska, Nebraska. So I don't really see a reason why at least one of them doesn't come back. I mean, what else are they going to do? Maybe right. one of them. I don't know if one of them would actually like want to transfer. Yeah, and I like I just don't know how that works. You know, I I don't think they've clarified if you had to have open scholarships for these guys. Um, it, I, I think there's still way too many unanswered questions about the big all thing that, is. So. I think we're going to see a ton of movement in the summer yeah. in terms of guys just transferring. Like oh, I, could, I, I agree. You know, yeah. That's probably a very important thing for Illinois. If they could get a big transfer like Namari Burnett and uh, make that happen, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so prediction wise, we did something the same. <laughs> something. We, yeah. I don't think we've ever done this. Uh, you text me and asked what my prediction was. And I said, 83, 68. And then you said, LOL. <laughs> I said, why LOL? I assumed, but uh, yeah. So you think the same as me. I was tempted to make it like 83.58. Yeah. But- you know, I mean, Nebraska, if they're not shooting, as of you could see last night, uh, they did not. They scored 48 points and yeah. against, I would say, an inferior Wisconsin team. But um, I mean, inferior to Illinois. So especially on the defensive end. But yeah, um, 
and Illinois is much more athletic than Wisconsin, and Illinois can get up and go. They talked about it on the broadcast on Saturday. Illinois is like the fastest team in the Big Ten. Wisconsin is like the slowest. So mm-hmm. uh, this is a different opponent for Nebraska. And like I said, the Hoiberg era, disastrous start. Terrible. I don't know what the hell happened there, but not good. Not what happened at Iowa State when he was there. Uh, so let's get into some news and notes around the Illini as uh, we have Io and Kofi unsurprisingly named to the 2021 Naismith uh, Trophy midseason team. And there is uh, eight Big Ten players on this team. I will name the Big Ten players. None of them are surprising. Marcus Carr, Mm -hmm. you have Io and Kofi, you have Hunter Dickinson, Luca Garza, um, Trace Jackson Davis, EJ Liddell, Trevion Williams is the eight. So Trevion Williams is a little surprising, I guess, for me. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, he, he's not. He's a good player. I, yeah, don't, I, don't, know really, his, I don't know what his numbers are this year. I think it's a numbers thing, definitely. Um, in terms of what they're looking at, for the most part, I mean, a lot of these guys out here are averaging a lot of points, and uh, you know, I don't really think there's any names on here that I wouldn't put on here. Shout out to Cameron Crutwig, uh, loyal of Chicago, made the list. Big mm-hmm. shout out. And the I other like non Power Six players to make it, you have Grimes from Houston. You have uh, obviously, I mean, you know the Gonzaga players, whatever, um, and then Bassey from Western Kentucky. But there's no other conference that has that close to eight. I mean, the Big Twelve has like five or six. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you know. Helped themselves out by putting Davion Mitchell in there as he belongs, obviously. Not even close. You kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, see the Texas Tech West Virginia game? Uh, yes. It was yeah. like Illinois Indiana 2.0. Yeah. 49 fouls. Yeah. <clears throat> Glad they're That's ruining the game. Mess. Fun. <laughs> uh, so Illinois is still sitting at number four in the net rankings. The top four is obviously Baylor, Gonzaga, Michigan, and uh, whoever else I was thinking of, Illinois. Why did I what? Uh, so the committee will unveil their, uh, top 16 on Saturday, uh, at, uh, 1130 AM central standard time on CBS. Where do you think Illinois is going to be in the top 16? Uh, I would say, I would say five would be my guess. Yeah. I was thinking five or six. I think it's all going to depend on whether, I mean, cause I think the top four is going to be Baylor, Gonzaga, Michigan, Ohio state. And then it's whether it's Villanova at five or Villanova at six, and then Illinois at five or Illinois at six. Right, right. And as long as Illinois wins tomorrow, that's the big thing here. You got to win. So what's Villanova in the net? Are they like, ahead of Illinois? No. So the net, that's that's why I think it's going to be Illinois five. Villanova is uh, ninth in the net. Ohio yeah. State seventh. Virginia sixth. Houston is fifth. Yeah. I would say they fall at five. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, I think they should be at five. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't be five or six if they're right. if they win them if they win tomorrow and they're anything other than five or six, I'd be surprised. Yeah. So, of course, the committee does find a way to mess this up usually. So, um, <laughs> last year's top sixteen in the top four was Baylor, Kansas, Gonzaga. San Diego State. Pretty sure Kansas and San Diego State will not make the cut. 
but mm-hmm. Baylor and Gonzaga will. And I think Dayton was fifth, and I think that was a point where Illinois wasn't really even close because that was kind of before they really got hot. I'd say they were probably like 15 and 10 at that point, maybe, or 16 and 10 on the season. So, yeah, uh, they'll be in there this year, though, I think, as long as they don't screw tomorrow up. Uh, RJ Melendez player we've been talking about and i just skipped something so give me a second yeah um the remaining schedule for the illini on february 16th which is of course five days from now which is tuesday they will play northwestern again so maybe northwestern will seek revenge for getting outscored by 40 points in the second half against illinois in january we'll Uh see then i think one of the most important games left other than the ohio state game is at minnesota on the 20th and that's a big game for minnesota because minnesota is like a, a home only team Mm-hmm. They've lost one game at home, I think. If they have, they lost one. I think they've lost one game at home. But um, you know, they are a big time discrepancy in terms of their home and road record. Uh, they'll play Michigan State on the twenty third. That's at Michigan State. They'll play Wisconsin again at Wisconsin on the twenty seventh. And then I guess they don't have a date for this yet. Either March second, third, or fourth, they'll play Nebraska in Champaign. And then they'll finish the year on March 6th, which is a Saturday against Ohio State. I hope that game's on CBS. That's a perfect CBS game. Yeah. And who doesn't and, like CBS for that, you know? And I don't think there's any way that the Big Ten doesn't schedule the reschedule the Illinois-Michigan game. So I don't know. I, there's no way. If they're one and two in the Big Ten, there's no way they don't reschedule it. Yeah, uh, the Ohio State game is ESPN, so that sucks completely. No CBS <laughs> games. <laughs> so let me ask you this. If they do reschedule Illinois-Michigan, would it have to be on the same network it was supposed to be on? I figure it has to be, right? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I don't think. Because it's supposed to be on ESPN last time, and you know I'm assuming if they reschedule it would be, but it sucks it's not going to be on CBS. That does suck. But if they make it to the Big Ten Tournament Championship, they'll play on CBS, which is the best network to play college basketball on. So there you go. Uh, okay. <laughs> RJ Melendez, a wing, which is what Illinois could use. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Brad Sturdy, Derek Piper, and Ryan Evan have all put in. Well, Ryan or Derek Piper has put in his crystal ball. Brad Sturdy and Ryan Evan have, have said that he's going. Ryan Evan does his swami picks. Um, so... Uh, we will see, but they have him coming to Illinois, uh, another class of 2021, uh, to to join Luke Goody, which you know Illinois only has Luke Goody right now, so uh, would be a good pickup. He's a four star, six five, small forward, 190 pounds from Kissimmee, Florida, and he ranks in the top 100 nationally at 97. So uh, he's been having a really good season, I believe, and they're also you know. Going after another wing, I believe. Uh, I forgot his name. It's like Pitted Pitedowski. Yeah, I don't know how to say his name, so <clears throat> I don't really know anything about him. Yeah, but he he's, he has a cool name. Yeah, yep. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I believe that he's not going to sign until the spring. So. We still got a little while. Well, their big competition for them is like Alabama, DePaul, FAU, Georgia Tech, Iowa State, Mercer, Nebraska, Oklahoma State, South Florida, Virginia Tech have all offered him. And Illinois seems to be 
in on him the most. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they uh, have Antigua on him, and they're quote unquote warm on two four seven with him. So what does he do well? Very warm. Uh, he's he is he can handle the ball at, for a wing, which I think. You know, I, I like Grandison, but his ball handling skills don't impress me as much. Um, and, and he's really good at cutting to the basket. So, uh, just going to be – it's just going to be another guy that they can develop. Um, you know, it, it'll be interesting with Grandison and uh, Hutch, Hutcherson. I probably said that backwards because I always do. Yeah. Um, uh, you Nothing know, wrong with that. Wh- where he's going to fit in if he's, you know, if he'll play immediately. Um, but, you know, it, I think that this is a kid that played on the Puerto Rico under 19 team with Curbelo. So he has experience playing with Curbelo. So, I, you know, it, I think it's a good fit for Illinois. Yeah. <clears throat> Someone said that his IQ is his best thing that he does and passing the ball and. Athleticism and such. So that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Before we get to anything else, I wanted to talk about where some people have had Illinois in the top 25, all the AP voters. And I think the lowest guy is this Jack Ebling fellow who has Illinois at 15. Wow. I mean, what are you doing, Jack? Who is this guy? WSYM. How the hell does he have a vote? <laughs> Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, yes. Villanova, Ohio State, Houston, Virginia, Oklahoma, Virginia Tech at nine. Are you high? <laughs> Alabama. Oh, this is one of those skeletons that still has Kansas in there. What an idiot. <clears throat> Dickie V is Illinois at nine. Not sure what, what he's on, but. Ouch. Yeah, most most people have them in the top ten. There's a few that don't, which is ridiculous, but you know, whatever. Uh I don't really care too much about it. I was just interested to see who votes for who. And uh I, I know a guy that covers Missouri on here as Illinois at uh six and Missouri at nine. Interesting. Covers Missouri, but going with the Illini. Rothstein has Illinois at six behind Villanova, who's at five. Okay, Rothstein. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't have Loyola Chicago in there. What are you doing? That's your, that's your team, too. I think you're going to – aren't you starting a Loyola Chicago podcast or something? Might have to at this point. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of – It's kind of the way guy that would probably it. do one with you. Uh, the, 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 the player, Crutwig? Uh-huh. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I, I figured, yeah. Anyways, you got any other ones? Um, I don't see any names on here that I care about. So, okay. Seth Davis has him at five, but Seth Davis is an idiot and a loser. So, anyway, um, yeah, there's two people named Lauren that vote for this. I found that interesting. Two Kevins. Nice. Two Kevins. Two Scots. Okay. Uh, three Johns, three Jeffs. Oh boy, two Davids, three Daves. Wow. So, 
Very exciting. Um, Sounds like it. Round the Big Ten. Yeah. Michigan women's team playing tonight. Yeah. So, uh, you know, everybody, I've had a few guys. I had a guy text me today. I had you know, somebody tell me yesterday about how they couldn't believe Michigan's women's team is uh, playing and the men's team's not. Uh, Michigan's Twitter's going all over the place saying that, you know, they're not scared. Oh, Illinois is just a bunch of babies, blah, blah, blah. But I don't get why the women can play tonight, but the men can't. They say that's fans are saying because of the, the women's schedule, they can't, but uh, seems like a bunch of baloney to me. But uh, I'm so tired of this Michigan thing. I really am. I mean, yeah. Illinois fans, I I don't want to call out our own fans, but I think I have to because, like, okay. shut up, you know? I mean, oh. everybody's talking about how Michigan's scared to play Illinois. They're not. <laughs> They're just not. Yeah. And I don't know why these Illini fans are all so high and mighty already. I mean, calm down. Haven't even played a tournament game since the gross era. I just think that they are – upset because why does Michigan get special treatment? I get why um, they're upset, but I really don't think that it's that. I think yeah. that anyone would get if, – if Illinois had a two-week pause and wanted to cancel more games to get practicing, they would let them. Uh, yeah, so, I, and I'd be fine with it. Um, and, and I think that Underwood put it well. Um, he said – Right now, we're happy just playing. I don't think we should ever lose sight of safety and well-being. I think that runs with in a lot of areas, not just COVID. So, um, you know, players getting back, players that haven't played for two weeks, um, getting enough practice in to be okay to go. Um, and as an Illinois fan, did do we want to play them when they are technically, you know, it'd be they'd be down. You know, I'm not saying they would be down, mm. but after a two week pause, and then would we brag about it as Illinois fans? I, yeah. I'd rather play them. You know, at the end of the season, when it's for the Big Ten championship regular season title, if it comes down to that, you know, what a what a cap to the the Big Ten race that would be if that's what it comes down to. Illinois one or <laughs> Michigan's one, <laughs> Illinois two, and they're battling it out. Got to get through Ohio State play. first. Oh, I agree. They're going to have to beat Ohio State. Um, they're going to have to beat Minnesota. They're gonna, they're still going to have to win games. But but if that's what it came, I would rather see that than see Michigan come out sluggish and not get them at their best. I'd rather play them at their best than play them after a little pause. So I agree. The the Illinois is going to have at least seven games left, and if they have the Michigan game, that's eight. I mean, in the in these last seven games, they got to go at least like what. Six and one if they want a chance at the Big Ten title, and five and two if they want to have a really good seed. Yeah, I think so. I think that's that's fair. Just win. That's all I would say. And I don't really, I mean, I don't know why all these Illini fans are mad about this or like talking like Illinois is like the greatest <laughs> historical Big Ten team ever. Like, come on. Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with being proud of your team, though. Well, you know, I think people have gotten a little too annoying about it at this point. <laughs> Like we're still talking you just now it. become an Illinois fan? You know how I'm Illinois not, fans are. I get that, but I'm just not, <laughs> you know, I'm not hung up on Michigan. I could care less. Actually, I really don't care. I just think that whatever happens, happens. I'm not expecting the Big Ten to ever do anything smart. I don't know why some people are. That's weird to me. Mm-hmm. But I know the game was supposed to be today, so Illinois fans are still going how sure. Michigan's scared to play Illinois and uh, all that stuff, which, you know. That's right. It's, we gotta You're right, they're scared. 
I remember this. <laughs> Illinois had that year. I think it was a gross year. I think it might it might have been. <sighs> they were all gross years when he was here. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> when Gross was here, maybe I think that whatever Michigan had to play Illinois in their practice jerseys and still beat the F yep. out of them. after a plane wreck or something. Oh my god! Yeah, so they got that on us too. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Plus eighty nine, which was a scam, but we won't go into that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I just think that some certain hashtag Illini people, which most of which nope. are Fairweather fans, <laughs> so when it's when it's correct to be all proud about Illinois history they do it and they won't shut up about it right. but it's um, kind of like Cardinal fans well you know Cardinal fans actually have 11 titles the Illini have zero but I don't know why you're making me go after the Illini even more now it's a little unfair for you but um, you know the uh, the Illini fans are saying Michigan's scared you're just starting pointless fights and all Michigan fans have to do is say 1989 right I mean it's all I have to do which sucks but you know or they have to say, we beat you when we had practice jerseys on after a plane crash. <laughs> and then Illinois could counter, hey, you want to go recency? We beat you twice last year, which is good. Yeah. But I don't, all these Illini fans acting like IO's buzzer beater, like crushed the souls of Michigan fans forever. Calm down. It was a great moment and it probably one of his best moments at Illinois. Uh-huh. But calm down. So now that you put all, all the fans in place, I didn't. I said certain <laughs> hashtag Illini fans, which I think a lot of most people that like the Illini don't like hashtag Illini fans. I, yeah, you're probably right. Probably and right. I was much more of into tweeting that kind of stuff last season than this season. Mm-hmm. So I've taken the opposite approach. I'm not going to be all negative and talk about how, oh, IO sucks because he's scored. 10 points in a game and they still won, but I sucks or, you know, Adam Miller haters who are haters for no reason, you know, that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, uh, Illinois and Michigan should be playing tonight, but they're not nothing we could do. Hopefully Wisconsin beats them. So, um, just, just from the last time we had our, from our last podcast, I believe it was on Sunday. I don't even know anymore. Yeah, it was. They all run together. Uh, Indiana beat Iowa for the second time this year. Pretty impressive by them. Um, so Iowa is sliding a little bit, but they did bounce back with a win against Rutgers, um, 79-66 last night. Yeah. Last night, okay. And then uh, Ohio State uh, had a pretty close game with Maryland. Uh, ended up winning by eight. Uh, so Ohio State is sitting a game back of Illinois. Or half game back, I guess. And with uh, the tiebreaker right now, right? So yeah, but uh, so Illinois is nine and three. Ohio State's ten and four. I believe Ohio State plays Saturday against Indiana, um, and then they play Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa, Illinois again. So they have a pretty tough run for them. We'll see what happens, how it all shakes out, um, but. I put That's where we're at now. I believe Michigan yeah. is. I believe the Wisconsin game, Michigan Wisconsin game, is still on as of I now. Why, I don't know why it wouldn't be. So yeah, that's Saturday. No, it would Saturday be pretty ridiculous if it didn't happen. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure when it, it is. Is Sunday at Sunday. noon. So that's a big um, game right there. Big Valentine's Day game. 
nobody knows what. So we'll see. Here. We'll see how rusty Michigan is if they're rusty at all. If the you know the the extra week of practice helped them, um, we'll 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 see what happens. But. Put Ohio State on uh, upset watch against Indiana. It's a big game for Indiana. Ohio State's been playing a little too well lately, due to lose one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Um, or maybe Penn State can get can let people get back on the old Penn State's good narrative, even though they're terrible and beat Ohio State. Yeah, uh, Penn State lost to Michigan State. Uh, battle of the horrible game of the four win teams. Both of so. those teams suck. <laughs> I mean, terrible. The if you if if we had to rank, because I think I sent you this text, the four blue blood programs that sucked this year, because you can't really count Kansas because they're probably going to make the tournament. Yeah. But like Kentucky, I think is the best team out of those four, just because they have had so many games in the SEC where they should have finished. Tennessee, they couldn't finish. Arkansas, they got screwed by the refs at the end; they couldn't finish. North Carolina, I would put second. I would put. Duke third, Michigan State fourth, probably. I mean, Duke Duke sucks, and Kentucky is not. None of those four teams are good. Maybe North Carolina is the best. Kentucky's the second best, probably. I would say, mm-hmm. just because Kentucky's what five and thirteen. So it's a good year for college basketball. You're gonna have a champion that's like probably not one of those four teams, unless North Carolina makes a magical run, which is impossible, I think. But uh, you know, we'll see a. Different champion unless Virginia or Villanova wins, but, you know, it'll be interesting. Maybe the Big Ten finally gets one. We'll never know. Unless Illinois gets the job done, which I could see maybe happening. Illinois beats Gonzaga in the Final Four. Then we're talking. Illinois-Baylor rematch the championship. That game would suck going into it. (laughs) Because we would be just, oh, God, we got to face this defense again. How the hell are we going to do it? Io scores 50, legendary moment. Illinois wins. All right. <laughs> Episode 52 is in the books. 53 will be uh, next Monday. Monday, yeah. Monday should work. Or Tuesday because they play Tuesday. We could just do it on the game day. But, uh, you know, we'll be back next week and then yeah. all that stuff. It's a big stretch run. We'll also be back. I guess we will be doing the countdown to March Madness on Monday. So I don't know if we do the Illini before that or whatever. We'll find out what we're doing at some point. But uh, you can follow the Twitter at Podcast Illini. And I just forgot that I didn't put the ticker up for the entire episode. So uh, a bad <laughs> job by me. Uh, we'll be back episode 53 next week. We'll see you then. Go Illini.